Hi everyone, welcome to this week's Words Matter podcast. I'm Esma and I'm here to share with you one word of the week that has made me think and explore about our world, what it means to be human and our mental well-being. Hi everyone, I know it's been a while and I'm sorry for the long break. Sometimes that saying is so true, life is what happens when you're busy making plans. Well, while I was busy making plans of the upcoming podcast, life happened. Anyway, I'm back this week and this week I'm going to talk about not one but two words because I believe these two words go hand in hand with each other, like the two halves of an apple. I don't think they could be separated from one another. So let's begin. Um, The word, the words actually, for this week are fate and free will. I chose these two words because I have been long doing some thinking and reading and writing about these two words. And I believe that both fate and free will will help each other in drawing lines in our life that goes up and down and sometimes straight. And because they cooperate with each other, because they work together to draw these lines, I don't think they can be separated, which is why I am doing the two words together. So um, first, as always, let's start with the literal meanings. Cambridge Dictionary defines fate as a power that some people believe causes and controls all events so that you cannot change or control the way things will happen. And the same dictionary defines free will as the ability to decide what to do independently of any outside influence. Two words, two meanings, completely different, even opposite of each other. So how does that even work? How can two opposites go hand in hand and be the halves of one another? Aren't they supposed to be separate? That's exactly how it works, being opposite. Because being opposite means you complete the missing or different parts of each other. And this is what happens with fate and free will. They complement and complete one another. So how does this quite work then? Well, let's discuss. What happens is, whatever fate is lacking, free will fills it up. And whatever free will is lacking fate comes to the picture. So what are they lacking? Well, fate is lacking the making choices part. Because remember, fate is all about what is destined, what is controlled for you. And free will is lacking the control part, the having faith part. Because free will is all about human nature and decisions and choices that we make. And so these gaps are filled with fate and free will and they come together to guide us in our path. And how do they do that? Well, it's not easy. They challenge each each other and 
these ch that challenge makes you, the human being, overcome obstacles. They reward each other so that you feel successful. Carlos Fuentes asks in his book Nietzsche on his balcony when he says, this is the question. Does fate happen despite our will or do we provoke it? Which basically is what happens. Our will provokes our destiny to happen. It doesn't happen despite our decision. We make choices and decisions and these decisions prepares the outcome, which is the fated event. Let's go with an example from my personal life. When I was three years into my undergrad degree studying business informatics, I had an epiphanic moment. I realized that I disliked algorithms and programming and anything related to business and IT. I just, I just wasn't cut out for it. I didn't like it. And while I'm sure that it's very interesting for others, and I totally get that, it just wasn't for me. I was not happy. And I didn't have a clear picture of where I was going and what I wanted to do. So I sat down, did a pros and cons list, and then threw that list away and asked myself, what do I want? What do I want to do? What do I want to be? And so, with a radical decision and of my own free will, I decided to drop out of university and start all over again because the one thing I wanted to do was to become a writer. I wanted to write books. I wanted to read. I wanted to learn. I wanted to do literature, anything related to learning. And so... After a year of examinations and another year in a different universe, university than the one I intended to be in, I finally managed to start a major in Western literature in the universe, university that I had always wanted to be from the very beginning. And I was where I wanted to be. I was happy. And I always thought, I always believed that my decisions were the sole purpose that I am there, were the sole reason I am there. I was wrong. Now, it is possible to say, maybe that was your fate all along. Maybe I was meant to study three years of business informatics and then make a decision and have that fated epiphanic moment and change universities and end up where I wanted to be. Maybe so. But this doesn't mean that the decisions I made along the way did not have any effect of me getting there whatsoever. If I hadn't decided with my own free will to drop out and start all over again, I may not have reached where I wanted to be. Or I may have, who knows, but maybe it could have taken longer. By then, would I have the same enthusiasm that I had back then when I started? Probably not. Probably yes, we wouldn't know. But the point is, I made a decision and I followed upon it. And now I am where I meant to be. The first American president, George Washington, says, There's a destiny 
which has the control of our actions, not to be resisted by the strongest efforts of human nature. When I read this quote, I thought, yes, that is so true. Look at how our look at how the American president George Washington has described how these two concepts go hand in hand with each other. And I thought, yes, Mr. President, it is not possible to clean the slate slate and rewrite the stars. But just as you say, this doesn't mean that the written cannot be edited. The power of the human nature cannot be overlooked. Once invoked, the impact of free will is just as strong as the control of fate that makes us accept and say, que sera, que sera, what will be, will be. I love that quote. It always, always makes me think about how these decisions, how I am somewhat in control of my life, but also that I should have a little faith. A while back, a TV series titled Lost was all the trend. Everyone was watching the survival story of a group of Planecraft survivors. We held our breath each time um, these survivors were challenged with their circumstances and came close to being saved from this very unusual and island with strange powers. And I won't give out any blue, any um, spoilers, but at the end of a season, just when all seems to be lost for those on the island and everyone thinks they will eventually die, one of the very strong and important characters revelates a monologue. And I loved the monologue as soon as I heard it. So here it goes. Most believe that what's done is done. You cannot change fate, no matter how hard you try. And those who challenge what is destined will always be met with disappointment. For fate has a way of charting its own course. But before one surrenders to the hands of destiny, one might consider the power of the human spirit and the force that lies in one's own free will. When I heard this monologue, I immediately wrote it down. And it's been like at least five years since I last watched the TV series. I don't even remember it very well. But I always go back to this quote. I always think about what it means and how it intertwines fate and free will together, but also keeps it far apart from each other. And I think free will opens the way Fate becomes the outcome. We as human beings always have a choice when it comes to decision-making, and that choice is tied to our free will, which is shaped by our understandings, emotions, and beliefs. What we believe in guides us in making decisions. What we feel urges us to take steps, and what we think is logical makes us understand and come to peace with ourselves. And these three ingredients that shape our free will then opens the way to the destined outcome. So what does that mean? Well, what we believe in, what we feel, and what we think helps us in making the decisions and the choices. 
and up until the fated moment is the process of us making decisions. And then the fated moment happens. And then afterwards starts the decision making again. In her novel um, Three Junes, Julia Glass writes, when it comes to life, we spin our own yarn and where we end up is really, in fact, where we always intended to be. I like that quote. We spin our own yarn. We make our own decisions. We do the choices that we feel are right. But in the end, whatever happens happens and that is what we are intended to experience to live through to get through and her quote uh, just holds together the force of human nature but also the belief of you know have a little faith i strongly believe that our sense of making decisions really writes what is in our stars Astrology is not just something that is made up. The stars really do align and create an energy that guides our spiritual and mental well-being. And even though we have no control on what these stars line up, we do get to control how the stars line up. And I don't mean that in the literal sense. What I mean is we do get to control our choices, our decisions. We just don't get to control what comes out in the end. For example, when you've lost a job, you have two options in terms of emotions. You can feel completely sad and devastated and, you know, go and hide under your duvet. Or you can choose to let the emotion of frustration and being upset and angry run through you and then just let it go and move on. Find something more to do. Find something else to do. Find something else that makes you happy. Or when you've lost someone or when you've separated from a loved one, you can either hold on and keep waiting for them to come back, even though they have said many times they will not. Or you can just keep going on with life. Now, this doesn't mean they've gone forever. You never know what fate brings. It is possible they may come back, just like it might be possible for you to get your old job back. But at that precise moment is the time to make a choice. There's a 50-50 chance of them either coming back or not coming back. You choose how you want to deal with it. And you cannot make a choice based on future predictions and what-ifs. You need to make them based on what you have currently at hand. What are you experiencing in the moment? This is the moment to invoke the free will, making a choice to move on and see what happens, or making a choice of holding on and seeing what happens. And what happens afterwards is not in your hands because you've passed the moment to choose now. Now is the moment to allow your journey to be controlled by fate. This is the place where fate intervenes. The outcome, whether you like it or not, is going to be the result of your choices, of your decisions. And it is not controlled by you at that moment. 
that experience you just have to live through, you just have to deal with. Um, J.K. Rowling writes in her second book of Harry Potter where she says, it's our choices, Harry, said Professor Dumbledore, that show what we truly are, far more than our abilities. Yes, we can have many skills. We can acquire many skills. We can improve many skills. We can even let go of many skills and abilities. But whoever we are, whatever we do, is the result of our choices. Whether good or bad is not the point. Whatever we choose to do in life is what defines us, not our experiences, not what has happened in a particularly fated event. Because fate is not in our hands. Decisions are. Fate is something out of our hands. And since we do not get to control the outcome of fate, we have no say in whether it is good or bad. But we do control our preferences. We do control our priorities and our choices. And we do all this with the help of our thoughts and feelings. When we feel angry, we choose to pick an argument. When we feel jealous, we choose to make the person we're jealous uncomfortable with our remarks. When we feel sad, we choose to cry and maybe hide away from the world. When we feel happy, we smile and choose dancing and laughing. When we feel passion and desire, we choose the person we want and we go get them. And when we feel love, we choose to be with the person we love. When I started to feel the frustration of not liking what I'm learning at university with a business informatics major, this made me reluctant to move on. Because for someone to move on in meaning in that particular major, because for someone like me who loves to research and learn and read and write, dropping out and not studying at all was not an option. I knew that if I didn't study something I liked, I would feel lost in a big empty world inside myself and possibly end up at a job I didn't like with a routine that gave me no pleasure and I only had it because it paid the bills. Now, I'm not saying that that type of a job or that particular life is not a good way of living. Absolutely not. It's just not my preference. It's not... It's not something that I would like for myself because I, it's not what I'm built for. I like to research and learn and read. I need to be able to explore and go into a library and fall asleep between books. And so seeing all that frustration build up inside me and the desire to do what I loved, writing and literature, I made a choice. And that choice led me to be where I am now. Now, it is possible to say this was what was destined before. But could have I gotten here in the same amount of time? That's debatable. Because so much about free will and fate is debatable. Fate and free will is a long debated topic in religion and philosophy. Most religions tell us that there is no free will and that we all live in accordance to fate's hands. Everything is controlled. But then... One would have to ask, 
what is the human brain and heart for? Surely just not for bodily functions, because then we would not have opinions generated by our brains and emotions exposed by our heart. We would not get to control who we love. We would not get to control what we write. Surely some things are in our hands. Um, in regards to this, Herman Hass says in his book Siddhartha, I have always believed and I still believe that whatever good or bad fortune may come our way, we can always give it meaning and transform it into something of value, which is the main function of human beings. It is the main thing that separates human beings from all other living organisms in this entire universe. The ability to think and transform what you think into something else. Has talks about the transformation of what we have and how to do that. He tells us that by giving meaning to our current circumstances, we can change the outcome of our current bad and or good fortunes. And the word fortune in medieval literature is another word for fate. So basically, Haas is saying, you have the capability, the preference to take whatever you have currently in your hand, make a choice and decide to change it into something else. And whatever you change it to is going to be that fated event. But until that change takes place, you get to decide to change it, not fate itself. Fate is just what happens after you have decided. Now, you may be having problems with a friend and in choosing to work it out by talking and understanding one another, you make sure that the outcome of this friendship is such that it lasts because you want it to. Now, that's a good example. Or you may be in a position where you have to make a big decision and in choosing to understand what each decision entitles and takes away, you may finally be able to make the right decision that will have a positive impact on your life. You may be feeling lonely, unappreciated and not loved. And in choosing to see the worth in yourself and understanding that whoever you think is unappreciative of you are the ones that you do not see eye to eye with. And that is even okay. They may not be a horrible person to make you feel unappreciated. They may they might just simply not see what you have. That's okay. And when you choose to see your worth, you end up with a self that is confident and happy. You end up with a strong personality that is strong enough to overcome challenges and become happy without needing anyone else to do it for them. All you need to do is make a decision. Make a choice. Choose to be happy. Choose to change whatever is making you feel sad, upset, angry, frustrated, whatever you don't think is right in your life, you choose to make it right and then just leave it to faith. Leave it to fate. The famous American author Rolf Waldo Emerson says, once you make a decision, the universe conspires to make it happen. Now that's a very nice way to explain how this process starts. It starts with your decisions. The beauty of free will and fate working together is that they work together at all times. 
free will is not active not only before fate intervenes, but also after. Wait, how does that work? Well, we have to keep in mind that fate is just a particular moment. It's a particular experience. It's like like an accident or you know whatever you would you would call it. it's just a particular moment sometimes last seconds sometimes last a few hours a few days but it's just a particular thing that has happened and it just stops happening after a certain time because fate is by definition what happens despite everything free will is our decisions so what you can do is you can think of free will as like a halo that surrounds fate. Your decisions before and after fate intervenes is how fate and free will work together. Okay, so let's clear that one out a little bit. So we make decisions and choices based on our thoughts and feelings. And then fate happens, whatever that fate may be. And after whatever happens as a result of fate intervening, we once again get the choice and decision on how to deal with it. So let's see. Um, you make, you get to have certain um, analysis, certain thoughts and decisions on what you want to do in life. And after your analysis, you decide on something, you make a choice, and you start that process with that choice. Somewhere after you have made that choice, fate comes into the picture, and something happens, which is the outcome. And after that thing happens, you start to make more decisions on how to deal with whatever is in your hand at the moment. For example, a job. You are working very hard. You get a new job and you start working very hard. You tell yourself, I'm going to be very good in this. I'm going to have high performance. But nothing turns out the way you thought it would be. Some things change. Some things are good. Some days are bad. You just, you're coping. Maybe you are thriving. Maybe you are barely making it. And then you say, right, I'm going to make a decision. I have to sit down and think, what do I want from this job? What do I want to do? And you decide, well, I'm ha unhappy. I want to change a career. That is a decision. And then you start to look for a job, maybe going to some interviews, try to find out what your passion is, what you like to do. And then somewhere along that process, you get an interview and you get a new job. Now, that getting a new job is the fated event. And then, right after that, the decision-making process begins again. What do you do now? Are you absolutely certain that you want to leave your old job and you want this one? What if this one pays less? What if it has less benefits? What if the other one you are more comfortable with? What if you have to change locations? You have so many decisions to make, so many choices to make based on what you want to do. So there you go. There's a fated event, change of job. There's the decisions that you make before it. Do I want to change a job? Yes, I do. I will start looking for it. 
you get the interview, you get the job, and then the decisions you have to make again. Do I change it or do I stay where I am? This is how fate and free will works together. Let me give another example. Take separation, for instance. Once you choose to separate from your partner, you start to make certain decisions that will lead up to the separation. And up until the day of separation, all decisions and choices can be taken back or changed. What are these decisions that you make? Um, one of you moving out, slowly, slowly telling the kids if you have them, or sharing uh, household items if you have them, or not sharing anything, or choosing to stay friends, or not choosing to stay friends. All these small but important decisions are made up until the day of separation. And the day of the separation is the fated event. All the decisions you've made before that day can be changed, like I said before. That process is your free will point. The decisions you make until the day of separation are your free will, are what you can control. And the day of the separation is not something you can control because that is where fate intervenes. And after that, you once again have decisions and choices to make. Now that the separation has taken place, what do you do? These are the decisions you have to make. Do you move on? Do you fall into the pit of depression? Do you wait for them to come back? Do you just accept it for what it is and just take one step at a time? Do you say, I'm done with this relationship. I cannot, I cannot rebirth it. There is nothing more I can do here. I am moving on. And so on and so forth. So many decisions you make. So as you can see, before the fate, the intervention of fate, and after the intervention of fate, we have these decisions to make. And these are the places where our free will is in process. There's a very small window where fate intervenes. But that small window changes big things in our life. So whatever your decisions are and whatever fate has for you, once your decisions and fate come together, the universe starts to make happen whatever is to happen. Whatever plan or process or moment you experience along the way is yours to keep, yours to understand, yours to turn into moments, into memories. That's a bit deep, I know. And personally, I've always wondered why such two opposite concepts can work together. How can they work together? How can you be both deciding your life while also not in control? And can you even be held responsible for whatever fate brings to your life? I mean, can you just wriggle yourself out and say, hey, it wasn't my fault, that was fate. I was not in control. But then one day, while I was reading something from the Stoics, I realized that we need this cooperation of fate and free will. We need the oneness of fate and free will because 
We need them to make us human beings. Yes, fate happens despite our control. And we cannot understand what is right and wrong when something happens out of our control. But we can understand what is right and wrong of the actions and decisions that led to that fated event. If it was all fate we believed in, then no person could be held accountable for breaking any other person. You can just come out and say, hey, it's not me, it was fate, I don't control what happens. And then this would cause the clashes of right and wrong, which results in the question, what is humanity if everything is accounted off as fate? If we don't have a clear distinction between right and wrong, if everything is controlled by fate, what is our responsibility? Yes, we, when we have free will to human beings, this puts, forth, this puts forth the responsibility issue. The actions that you take and decisions you make that lead up to breaking someone are yours to make. You, as a human being, are accountable for identifying what is right and what is wrong. And once you make the choices and the fate it happens, what you are accounted for is not the event that happened, but the before part that led up to the event, and then the after part. And this is the point where humanity is, just, is defined. The right decisions you make lead up to right events. The wrong decisions you make lead up to lessons. So long as you do not, as, so long as you try not to repeat them. In the end, what defines you is not the fated event or the accidents that have happened out of your control, but the decisions you've made and the choices you've taken. The path you take is not determined by what your fate is, but what you choose to do throughout your experiences up until moments of fated experiences. Everyone walks their own path. Everyone has their own story. Everyone makes their own choices and everyone has their own decisions. Nobody is completely right or completely wrong. Nobody has the authority to judge any other person because mistakes are made to learn lessons and good things are made to enjoy moments. And no one can help you but yourself. Buddha says, no one saves us but ourselves. No one can and no one may. We ourselves must walk the path. <sighs> yes, that is very, very true. Nobody can save you but yourself. And whatever you do in life, it doesn't have to be defined as completely right or completely wrong. Your wrongs are what you learn from. Mistakes are what you learn from, and right things are what you enjoy to do in life. So what must we do? We must take hold of our story, take responsibility for what we've chosen to do in this life. And once you take responsibility for what you've done, rather than thinking, the only reason I'm doing this is because I have to, because they made me, I have no option but to take this decision, but to make this choice. You should not put the result of your decisions into the hands of others. Because once you attach the control of your decisions to the actions of others, 
then you close the door to yourself and abandon the path that you should be walking yourself. And that's the easy thing to do. The hard thing to do is to own up to all your mistakes and learn from them and take joy and humble pride in all your successes. Be proud of who you are. Say to yourself, I am worth it with all my mistakes and with all my successes. I made these choices. I made these decisions and I stand by them. I'm sorry for the mistakes I've made. I've learned my lessons and I'm happy with the decisions I've made. Don't be upset with fated events, with things that you cannot control. They're not in your control. And don't be upset with the decisions and choices you've made. They are your decisions. They were based on your thoughts and feelings at the moment. Maybe you had to take them at the time. Maybe you didn't. Only you can be the judge of that. And at the end of the day, you are the only person that you will answer to. You yourself are the only person who can judge you and you will answer to only yourself. Be happy with the decisions you've made and remember that both your successes and your mistakes do not break you. They only make you. That's it for me this week. I'll leave you to the thoughts you've had while listening to this episode and Thank you for joining me today. I'm dropping out an email here if you'd like to get in touch with suggestions, comments, or questions you may have. You can reach me at pen.paper.books, that's with a double S, at gmail.com. You can find the email also in the podcast bio. Um, You can also follow me on Instagram and DM me if you like. Um, The um, Instagram name is words with a double S dot matter. And um, let me know what you think. Um, Thank you for hearing me out again today. And until next time. Words matter for all of us because they have a strong sense of meaning, both literally and figuratively. I hope that the word of the week will urge you to think about what it means for you and how it matters in your life. Thank you for listening. I hope that I have been able to touch upon one thing with one word in your life for today. I will be back with a new word next week. So until then, take care.